Well, a very lovely hello to each and every one of you joining us for this week's Your Manchester, the podcast, The Best Bits. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you. And first today is a gentleman that originally was coming in studio to talk about the mental health of the hospitality industry. However, with Bojo's recent announcements here early in the week, we couldn't help but ask ourselves a few questions about these recent developments. Of course, yesterday, Bojo introduced a load of new measures. The, the most important to a lot of people will be, of course, the fact that the pubs have to close, be emptied, not even closed, they have to be emptied by 10 o'clock. So August yeah. was eat out to help out. Yeah. And September is drink up and get lost. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just Absolutely. clean my up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, this is going to have a big impact on a lot and lot of venues. Now, a, a few people I've been speaking to have been saying that it won't affect many places because most pubs close at a certain time anyway. But it's not the 11 o'clock. It's not 11.30. This is a really strange time to be kicking people out, isn't it? Well, as you've already said, it's, it's not the fact they've said 10pm. This isn't last orders at 10pm. So you're talking last orders at... 9.15, 9.30, the venue has to be empty of all customers and closed by 10pm. So you're actually talking 9.30, 9.15. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's drastic. It's drastic. And, of course, significantly, a lot of the places that are not pubs, which are classes bars or clubs, they don't start getting trade until 11 o'clock, 11.30, do they? No. No. So... You know, you, you're talking, the thing is, it's it's the wider aspect of it. So it's not just, you know, people automatically just go, oh, well, bar staff and, you know, managers and, yeah. and stuff. But it's not. It's, you know, DJs, you know, entertainers, door staff. You know, you can go on and on. It's, so the knock-on effect is actually really huge. It really is. It, it's, it's throwing me. Evening. No. Can you? I mean, we're talking, you know, we're talking bar staff. I mean, my my venue at the moment, um, we, you know, at weekend, we close at 1, one thirty. Mm. I've got bar staff that are losing just just by this, that only work weekend. They're losing, you know, anything between 8 and 10 hours work. Do you think we should get to a situation where we're, um, like the government nicely did, uh, paying out from the government to these people that are losing hours now? I think they've got to extend the furlough scheme to the hospitality industry. I, think, I, I just don't think they have any choice. Um, the industry is get, it, it's getting decimated, um, you know. And I've spent, <clears throat> excuse me, I've spent the last sort of like twenty four hours on the phone to other licensees that I know, you know, to venue owners, and you know, there are people now that are saying, "That's me. I'm done." You know, I will be out of business in the next few weeks. I will be out of business before Christmas. And you're going to start seeing all your favourite venues. You're going to start losing them if you if you mm. don't support them in that in that narrow time frame that you've got to support them now. Do you, Do you think because one of the things I'm I'm in the event industry as well, so event director, event planner, but I also lecture events and event production. Yeah, and it's really difficult to raise the enthusiasm of students coming through yeah you know that's one of the things do you think they consulted the government with anybody on this within the hospitality and events industry did they was there a consultation or advice because it doesn't look like it does it, it doesn't feel like it you know 
in Manchester, we've got our nighttime czar, Sasha Lord. Who, you know, where are you, Sasha? You, you know, you, why, where were you when you were, you know, if we'd have gone back to the old licensing hours of 11 p.m., mm. um, we would have all stood a chance, yeah. you know. Um, we need to be fighting to have some form of entertainment on in venues. You know, I've I've got friends that are singers. I've got friends that are DJs. Me too. They haven't. I've got I've got singing friends yeah. that whose diaries were chock a block. They haven't performed since March. Yeah. yeah. You know, we we need to work out something for these people. We need to get theatres back open oh. in some some way. Yeah. You know, the amount of friends I've got that are actors haven't worked. They haven't been on a stage since March. Mm. Um, but strangely you, enough, though, we were just talking just before the show, and it's the theatres that are reopening that aren't having this curfew put upon them. I know. So how do, how can it make sense to have a theatre full, let's say not of the fifteen hundred or the twelve hundred, because they've got to do it, you know, socially distanced and everything, but still six hundred people in a room, let's say, in a proper theatre, and yet they're telling pubs that hold thirty, forty, that it's not to be the case. Explain the numbers. You know, it, it, yeah. This is what we need. We need the numbers explained to us. You know, the day before this announcement. Um, the scientific figures came out and said that the rate of transfer within the hosp hospitality industry was less than 5%. Mm -hmm. If the transmission rate because of hospitality is less than 5%, why are they shutting us down at, at 10 o'clock or 9.30? Makes no sense. You know, if, if hospitality is that big an issue, where are the rafts of bar staff, waiters, door staff, managers, licensees that are testing positive. They're not. They're not. They're not. I've, I've spoke to probably eight or ten licensees and managers over the last 24 hours within Manchester and outside, and I've said to everyone when we've been discussing this, I've said, how many staff or associated staff people have you had test positive? Mm. Nobody. So do you feel that the hospitality industry, in particular the bars, is being targeted wrongly then? We... Let me be really clear. We need to do something. The figures are obviously going up, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's infection rate or whether it's detection rate is, you know, that's an argument for another time. Um, we have to do something. But I think there's a more structured way that we can help the hospitality industry stay open and people can have good nights out, good afternoons out, you know, and, and enjoy um their bars, their pubs and their restaurants. Mm. Eat out to help out, help the wrong section of the community of the industry at the wrong time. Mm. Yeah. You know, restaurant, you know, all the kids were off. Restaurants were busy in August anyway. Yeah. They were busy in August anyway. Mm. So what, is it, is it the fact that students maybe have come back into town now? Of course, uh, you know, that's that's going to be part of it. And, you know, they keep saying that the infection rate is 20 to 29 year olds now and, and all the rest of it. Well, yeah, that's that's fine. An 11 o'clock closing for bars and pubs. That extra hour would have given us the ability to have our artists on to to do the things that we do. Keep our staff employed, you know, without having to now look at furloughing and everything else. And it would have given us all a fighting chance. Yeah. And it would, would have still stopped the late night venues who massively need some help. They yeah. definitely need some government help. But it would have stopped that student transmission of the 11 p.m. onwards. And what about those that say that actually closing earlier just means people are going to drink more of course. and it doesn't affect it anyway? 
I mean, there's there's going to be a big big chunk of that. There's going to be a big chunk of that that people are just going to go out earlier. And unfortunately, what we're going to see is we're going to see people go out earlier, and that ten uh, you know at ten o'clock when they get kicked out, students or younger people, and um, you know we've all been young at some point. We've all been there. Yeah. Do you think for one second they're going to go home? No, no. Do you yeah. think for one second they're going to go, okay, bow's shut now, I'm going to toggle off on my home to my accommodation? Yeah, that's going to create Absolutely all not. kinds of other problems, isn't it? That's my right. prediction is that you're going to see a massive increase in house parties, in uh, transmission rates within student union, uni blocks yeah. um, and student uni accommodation, because, and not because... They're young people. They want to have some fun. They they're experiencing, you know, what should six months. and they and they come to uni. They're going to they're going to embark on the greatest period of their life, where they're supposed to learn, but they're also supposed to run around in and and do some strange and wonderful yeah. things. The peak's going to be eighteen to twenty two, and that's you know eighteen nineteen is the fresher. The freshers are coming in, and that's yeah. and that's where we're and and like you said, where was the where was the consultation with people in the industry? Because mm. we know, mm. uh, people in events know, yeah. you know, people that that run bars and everything, we know what's going to happen. Yeah, we know exactly what's going to happen. What did I say as well? What did I say just before? I was joking, but no, I wasn't joking. Mm. So of course, the wedding industry, terrible, decimated. Yeah. How does coronavirus know that there are 15 at a wedding and 30 at a funeral? Exactly. Well, I'm now working out which one of my relatives I can kill so 30 of the rest of us can get together at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice. Oh <laughs> Not one God. of them off. It, it, it just feels so strange. I think the main thing that everybody will take away from, from this year is the fact that not much of it has made sense. That's it. Yeah. You know, we we have to write risk assessments for everything we do now. Yeah. You know, it's the way the business is. I shouldn't have to be rewriting my venue's risk assessment three times in one week no. because literally the rules are changing that fast. Yeah. And, and that's, give us the proper facts, give us the proper figures so we can understand it. Yeah. And that's not what we're, not, that's not what we're getting. And uh, just finally, do you think we'll get back to normality before the end of the year? Um, no, I'd, I'd be very surprised if we don't have a full lockdown um, in a few weeks. Um, I think my prediction is, and you can replay this if it comes true, <laughs> is we'll have a full lockdown for two or three weeks, yeah. probably around half term time, yeah. um, to try and get the numbers under control so that Boris can be the Prime Minister that saved Christmas. Everything's glam, everything's twinkly. Well, at least it should be. One lady making her, her mission to make sure everything is glam is lovely Lady Sharon, all the way from Glam Sticks. I had a horse riding accident um, after my dad passed away in 1999 um, that almost killed me. Um, I had two very young boys to look after um, and I was in a splint for almost it was my own horse i was all i was in a splint for a good old year something like that anyway a few years passed um and you just get on with things and then i started falling over and i wasn't drunk um and when i was drunk i could stand up but when i wasn't drunk i kept falling down 
So I went to see a doctor, specialist, as you do, at the hospital. And he says, oh, yeah, I can sort that out for you. Ah, no, I can't. <laughs> so I lost my career. And I was sat on the sofa again for um, another 12 months with my leg in a splint. Couldn't do anything for myself. Um, bless him downstairs that's uh, listening, I think. Um, he, was, he was a godsend. So um, then what happened... I used to do phone covers and, and cards and things like that because I got really bored. Can you imagine sitting there, right, day after day on the couch, can't move, can't do anything, you can't go out, and people just forget about you. And um, I started doing cards and things like that. And one of my suppliers said, oh, this, this business for sale. What, what is that? Yeah, okay. I mentioned it to Rog, and um, I think it was a Tuesday or something like that. Um, we decided to go to Northern Ireland, and by the Friday, we were coming home having bought it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, rest, the rest is history there, isn't the it? Is history. Yeah. yeah. So, so... Um... Tell us some of the some of the disability aids that because because you're you're disabled and yeah. you are an inclusive entrepreneur yes uh, and you're you're part of many 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 groups you're ambassador for the pink shoe as well yeah uh, which you'll tell us about pink shoe in a bit but tell us what disability aids that you uh, you bling up um I, well. Anything and everything I do. Um, walking sticks, lovely walking sticks. You can see me out there. Wow. Um, I can do, I do Swarovski. Sh <laughs> <laughs> you heard me then. Honestly, I'm talking about Very few people, I, Belinda, I'm impressed you can say it. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, crutches. I make my husband walk round with um, Swarovski sticks. We airbrush. We airbrush uh, walking sticks, and we can um, airbrush um, running blades. Um, and basically anything. But there's something new, though, isn't there, Carol? Yeah, there is there is something new. What's new? Tell me. What is it? You know, you know, because I'm a confessed tiara queen, don't you? Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like, like, oh, hello. I didn't, I didn't have time because you know doing Carol's tiara. Yeah. So so soon she'll be launching because she does bling other things that are not disability aids. Yeah. And soon she'll be launching a label called Bespoke. By Lady Fat Sharon Farley Mason, oh. and bespoke oh, yes. are all the you know like gorgeous bags, tiaras, hair ornaments, lots of things that she Look she plays. What are you showing what us? Got, it's a makeup. It's a makeup thing, <gasps> and you know, even even the knobs are blinged. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, when you said that you bling some things that aren't just necessarily disability aids, that was the first thing that came to my mind as well. 
Which means you've been on your knees a few times. Oh, anyway, we won't talk about the priest. Listen, you're doing so. What's this pink shoe thing that you mentioned? Then? Oh, pink shoe. So I, I was invited. We, we've got a mutual because I've known Lady Sharon for a couple of years now. Right. Uh, but poor Lady Sharon, and uh, we've got a mutual <laughs> contact called Jacqueline Wynn Stanley, and she's she's very well to do, and she's a member of this pink shoe. She invited me House of Lords. You go to the House of Lords, and it's all these fantastic women who've done some fantastic things and you ne- it's like a network right. but it's based at the house of lords and um all i know is at the end you get champagne and pink <laughs> you tell it the other way because i've just said big champagne at the end <laughs> well no that's basically it you know you um i joined it during lockdown so i've not really done anything um so yeah it's uh so you get it's, to go to the, the House of what, Lords Commons? Yeah, House, oh, of, House Lords of Lords and the Commons. Oh. Yeah. Helena Martin G. Yes. She's an ad- yeah, mm. she's an she's an advisor to the House of Lords. Mm. Yeah, and uh, so I have to be really posh when I'm there. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. <laughs> Today. <laughs> yes, is that like Queen of Wakanda? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to talk about where people can get these these wonderful products from. We've got the website uh, link up here. Let's have a look at the website link, shall we? There we are. So that's www.glamstick.uk. Yes. Yeah. It's all marvelous stuff. Isn't it? Can I thank while you're on? Uh, can I thank you, Lady Sharon, and you, Belinda? Oh yes, for for coming on my show on my oh. event on, on Friday at Lloyd's Bank. Every every quarter, I host um, Women Like Us with Lloyd, you know in collaboration. Yes, so Women Like Us in yeah. collaboration with Lloyd's Bank. I host their quarterly event where I get a panel of five or six women. They come on. Uh, people don't know their backstory, and they share their backstories. One of them, Maria Hall, talked about how you know. They used to sleep four in a bed because the heating won't work and there was a big hole in the bathroom. And now she's got this fantastic organisation called Empower, Empowerment House. There were some brilliant stories and there always is every quarter. And yeah, is. people lay themselves, excuse the phrase, people lay themselves bare because we give them confidence to share that information in that space. And you mm. felt so comfortable as well and welcome, didn't you? was absolutely the most eye-opening event that I've done in many, many years because there was, you know, first of all, there were so many lovely ladies there, but no one the other. They all had their own inspirational uh, stories to tell and uh, they're all, they all had the journeys that they'd gone through and, and, and developed from yeah. and, you know, it was just... Yeah, so, did you, so did you, Belinda. You know, yeah. you had um, a fantastic uh, story to tell as well. You know, so yeah. You did share, you did share. So while you're here, I want to ask because what we're going to do is uh, for the Christmas one, I'm calling it Sparkle and Fizz. I'm not wearing white. No, no, I I might get you to sing live. (laughs) Oh, that'd be the first. You know, I'd be privileged to be part of that. I really would. Really would be privileged to do that. Uh, Lady Sharon, thank you so much for coming in today. You're another really... 
inspirational lady that's just it's just it's fantastic isn't yeah, it no, i love it to bits i love you i love you lots lady sharon oh ditto <laughs> thank you so much for asking me on as well well wasn't that a lovely show everybody make sure you tell everybody to like subscribe and uh, give us a few nice reviews here on the podcast or on our youtube basically tell the world all about your manchester